Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 105, Boom Boom. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we're going we're gonna to jump right into a little boom, boom. Um, I got yep. a message from a listener this weekend. And, Can um, we first off say just hello, everybody? Oh, sure. Sorry. I was just getting excited. Welcome to the <laughs> show today. We're just, I'm ready to go. excited to have you here with us. Ready to go. A little announcement. This is the week before oh. the One Extraordinary Marriage Conference that we will be having in Okemos, Michigan. So for those of you in the area, we already got some word from a couple of you that are going to be there. So we are excited to see you. We got our itinerary. And I will put that in the show notes again. I will put the flyer there in the show notes for any of you. It is just get your room in Okemos pay at the door on Friday night, $30 registration fee for the actual conference. And then wherever you lodge and eat and all that, it's all on your own. We'd love to see you there. We really would. It's, it really is exciting for Elise and I, we've been working on both of our presentations for about a month and a half now, and just really narrowing it down here this last week or so. But, um, that's the big news for this week. So pray for us and, uh, Pray for all those couples that are coming this weekend. Yeah, you most know, and definitely. Anytime you, you know, kind of step out of your comfort zone and put yourself um, out there with other couples, you know, that's an investment in your marriage. Mm. And so our prayer is that those couples that are coming are just blessed uh, with the time and the investment that they make in each other this weekend. And, you know, while you're praying, say a little prayer that we do not freeze to death in Michigan. Um, <laughs> just as an aside, we were talking to my dad last night, and I'm sure I've mentioned before, my parents are just outside of Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, we're just kind of half-heartedly talking about our trip this weekend, you know, kind of joking around about getting ready to go and it being cold. And my dad throws out, well, it's been snowing there. So all of a sudden I start looking at the weather, and sure enough, I think the high, you know, as we're ha ha joking about this is going to be like 35 degrees um that's about as cold as it gets where we are and that's here in san diego outside. and we're not outside and by <laughs> you know nine o'clock in the morning in san diego it's already 65 70 uh, on so, the nice days that we've been having yes so so you know if you can send a little heat wave to michigan we would not be opposed to that um although we do i still have winter gear from the years, years when I lived there. So most importantly though, like Elisa said, pray for those that are coming, mm -hmm. that they are touched, that they are able to hear something that will transform their marriage in the upcoming days and weeks and months. Mm -hmm. Because that's what marriage conferences and marriage retreats are about, really. And Elisa and I, you know it guys, we love them. 
We love attending them. We enjoy being speakers at them. There's something about marriage retreats that we truly believe are necessary in all marriages. Absolutely. You need to make that investment. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we have been and we have seen the benefits. Mm-hmm. And so, so we'll be doing that one. If you're in the New England state areas. New, Eng- New England. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said state. New England areas. You know, that upper northeast. That way. <laughs> we would love to come out there. So if anybody is in the New England area who is a listener who'd love to have us out there, please, if you could contact us and give us a contact out that way where we could possibly do a One Extraordinary Marriage Conference, we'd love to do it out there. Folks in the South, folks in the Northwest, and Elise and I are talking about having one here in in Southern California. And let's just throw it out there. If you're in the Boulder, Denver area, we wouldn't mind going back to our old stomping grounds either. So, you know, Boulder, (gasps) Denver, Fort Collins. Sure. You know what? If you're out there and you want us to come talk to you, um, we love exploring new areas. So, you know, we're just throwing out where we've heard some rumblings from some folks saying, hey, maybe you could come out our way. Um, And all we need is just a contact. And And we can go from there if you can introduce us and we'll take it from there. But we would love to come to your community and impact those around you. All right. Now let's hit boom, boom. You sure? I'm sure. Okay. So I, I get this message. I, love you. I know you do. I know you do. It shows. Um, totally derailed me there. That whole I love you coming out of nowhere. So the, here's the message that I got this past weekend. It said, I have a sex question. How do you handle this type of situation? And then she puts in parentheses, for example, with the date. So I assume she's talking about the intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't question that in the response to it. But she says, Monday, the man says, I really want you. The woman says, me too. Let's boom, boom tonight. Then tonight gets there and man does homework and women, woman lays in bed waiting, but eventually falls asleep. Tuesday, woman says, sorry, I fell asleep. Tonight, we should definitely boom, boom. Man says, okay. Tonight comes and man falls asleep. Wednesday, woman and man are tired and just don't boom, boom. Thursday, man says, I really want you. Woman says, okay, and is in the mood. Night comes and man does homework while woman watches t- movie in bed. Man comes to bed and seems to enjoy the movie, so they watch it till the end. Then woman says, let's boom, boom. Man says, ugh. Woman says, I thought you wanted to. Man says, yeah, two hours ago. Then they fall asleep after chit-chatting for a little while. It's so hot, neither can sleep. Thursday comes and now woman has no idea how to get any kind of mood back and isn't in the mood. Would you just... Then here's the question for us. Would you talk about it or just try to force the romance because you know all will be well once you boom, boom? I have forced the romance before and it works, but it just isn't working for me this time and I feel like I need a new tactic. Uh, how did she close it up here? She's like, sorry, this is so long, but I wanted you to have an idea of where my question was coming from. Thank you. Great question. Great question. We've been there. I think many of us can relate to this, right? I mean... You guys are probably out there going similar to Elise and I. I mean, we've been in this situation before. I think we've probably been in this situation in the two years that we've done this podcast. Absolutely. You you know, and in hindsight, you know, let's start from the top. Let's start from Monday. You you know, it sounds like both want to, Mm -hmm. right? Um, One of the areas I think there is still a lack of of discipline, maybe I'd like to call it in marriages 
is women taking the lead. There, there's definitely still a lack of women taking the initiative, recognizing that, you know, on that first one, husband and wife say, hey, let's do this. But then it sounds like wife leaves it up to husband to take the lead. And I, I'm going to say this again, and I don't know how to say this more frankly, but wives, us men and husbands, we get tired of always having to take the lead. We do. It, it's you think it's like, oh, he always wants sex. Yeah, maybe we do, but there are fears, there are apprehensions that we feel every single time that we have to take that lead, that we have to make the the um, initiative initiative that we have to take that initiative because we can get turned down. And many of us husbands have been turned down. And tell me a husband who hasn't. That would be a miracle. That would be a miracle. You know, our egos get stripped away. We become emasculated at times. And we just are tired of us having to take all the initiative. You know, it almost feels like we have to force you into sex. Even though you are willing for us it feels like we have to force this issue. And I can say that because I've been there. There have been many a times in the past, not in the, in the last... Not in recent past, but in the past. In the past, yeah. In the recent past, it's been damn good. But in, in, the, in the past, there were times when Elisa was willing, but I was the one who always had to initiate, and I, and I would feel awkward in the in the like is she going to is she not going yeah to? The, well the gonna... awkward awkwardness was because i was like well yeah she wants to but she's just lying there like a dead fish you know what i'm saying ladies so uh, let's just pull this together real quick T- take the lead and, and if you don't know how or you're wondering on ways to do it I gave an answer because I, I asked, you know, what, what's the biggest hurdle you face in your sexual intimacy? And I heard this a few times from from women was take, you know, take the take lead. Take the lead. Mm-hmm. And so my suggestion to you is when you got some quiet moments or find some time when you can get that quiet moment, write down five or ten ways that you can take the lead. Well, and that's even one of those things that you can have a conversation, you know, asking your husband and we're just assuming the woman is the one that needs to take the lead here. That's how it is in our marriage. If it's reversed in your marriage, then you know, just substitute husband for wife. Right. But it, most, okay. o- most often we're going to go with the majority here, folks. Yeah, I, I, I just, I always like to put that caveat in because when we don't, then I always get an email saying, I well, understand. but the majority way. is right. The man is taking the, the lead. The woman isn't doing it. And the husband is just sick and tired of, having to do it and before you the woman and the wife isn't doing it my turn yes sorry thank you um before you all jump on tony for calling me a dead fish because i i can (laughs) i can guess some of you have already jumped to your computers um i don't take that personally i i would just lie there like a warm body in the bed so don't don't jump on him for that because I, and I think the only really way to say it, and we've talked about this before, is I was lazy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if he was willing to put forth the effort, then why did I have to? You know, until I realized that, you know what? It's like I told um, this gal that I was having coffee with this morning. And we've shared this with you again before. Marriage is 100%, 100%. You don't get 50% and expect to have a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to give him my all. And so what does that mean? That means that three days a week, it's my turn to initiate. But what I was going to say before we kind of did the whole uh, role reversal thing is sit down with your husband and say, I want to try this. We both know this is not something that comes easily to me. So like, let's talk through some baby steps to taking the lead. Like if I set the candles, if I wore, you know, what are those things that would tell you, okay, she's trying here. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, sometimes it requires the dialogue. Sometimes you might think, well, if I just come into bed in my, you know, my sexy lingerie, he should know I want to. Um, unless you have the conversation that sexy lingerie equals you're taking the lead, he may just think your sweatpants are dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's got nothing else clean, so she's got. But you know, you've got to you've got to figure out. Okay, how does that taking the lead play out in your marriage? In our marriage, it means that's my night to initiate. You know, because we've gotten past the baby steps. And Elisa, you know, even though we preach about this and have talked about this, Elisa would say she still struggles with it. And I do. Just what she said, we'll sit down and we'll talk. And, and it's like, well, what shows that I'm taking the lead? She'll ask me that, you know. And I'll be like, you know, you jumping on top of me for crying out loud. You know, <laughs> That was our last one. He's like, I've yes. got a new rule in our family. When it's your turn to take the lead, you're on top. Yes. You know, so there you go. Um, and that yeah. may not be the case for every family. So Take the lead means couple. you're on top. Yeah. That, that, at least that's for his, a little bit. That's his new, uh, yeah, that's what take the lead means in Tony's <laughs> head right now. But, but and I wanted to just go, routines with taking the lead are also very necessary. I, I think, hear me out, babe. Mm-hmm. I, I see your eyes going, hmm. I'm just trying to find out what you're saying. Yeah. Last night, it was my night to take the lead. Okay. Uh, one of my nights to mm-hmm. take the lead. One of the key for me is I light candles in our room. And that's that's just a given. It, it's something that we have talked about. It's something that we know. You know, nothing has to be said. Elisa can walk into the room and if okay. I'm this, under this, the covers. But tell them what happened last night because this was pretty funny last night. Oh, the tell, way it all played out. Tell. So so we've talked about the candles. You know, the wall sconces that sat in our place for five years before we, he took the initiative and put them up in our room. So I'm coming to bed last night and I've got my calendar because I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit in bed and jot down what I need to do um, tomorrow. The week or yeah, whatever. the week. And so no doubt or no joke, I open the door. I smell the scent of the candles. Vanilla. I, I take one step into my room. I smell the candles, see the candlelight, look over. He's in bed looking at me. And I literally just backed my little bottom out of the bedroom, dropped, you know, wrote down the three things quickly that I could just jot down in the calendar and then turned around and, and got into the mood and into the time with him mm-hmm. because that was an instantaneous. Oop. <laughs> Don't bring that calendar and to I bed. I think you said something like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, no, I think I said something like, oh, I'm not doing that tonight because yeah. meaning bring my calendar to bed. Right. Because I know. Yeah. And it wasn't a calendar at night. It wasn't like Lisa and I were sitting down to determine when we were having sex for the month. It, it was, she was bringing the no, calendar. No, it was my to-do list. To-do I was just going to, you yeah. know, write down my to-do list. But that's what we're talking about. Like if you have those signals, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a Pavlov thing. Like I walked in, I saw the candles. Oh, we're having sex tonight. 
you know, and I knew, I mean, that was his, that was his message to me. The candles are lit. Let's go. Now, again, this doesn't happen every single time, but there are those nice go-to moments, I would like to call Mm -hmm. them, where both of you just know. And another one that Elise and I had for a long time that we haven't done in a while, we used to talk about baseball. Remember, we used to talk about baseball in the sense of, hey, especially when the kids were a little younger, we would just sort of joke about, are we going to first base tonight? Is it a home run? Remember doing that? Yes, but that wasn't in regards to having sex. This is true. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. The baseball analogy was in regards to my period, Period. not having sex. That's right. Yeah, good try though, because we still use that sometimes. We haven't done it in a while though. Yeah. All right, well, you can use a baseball analogy. Just gave you an idea. (laughs) So to to sum it up, write it down. Mm -hmm. Talk to it with your spouse. Make it happen. Mm -hmm. Try something different. I'm not trying to lay in on you that that's not my intent here my my goal is for you to overcome whatever fears and apprehensions you may have for taking the lead sexually in your marriage you know and it's okay to fail a little bit but you know what you're always failing forward Elisa and I didn't get to where we are today without failing in a number of ways before, right? I mean, you guys know the sort of the story here. So that's just, that's just what that is. Okay. So that's, that's taking the lead part of this mm-hmm. scenario. Um, the other part I want to address is let, let's think about priorities here. Okay. If you both have established that you want to have sex, um, okay. Homework can the, wait. The movie can wait. The movie can wait. The TV can wait. If, if he, like, we don't have cable anymore, so the chance of Tony walking in, I mean, watching a movie is slim to none, but I'm usually on the computer. So if he walks in and says, um, I want to, then, you know, I'm usually like, okay, I need like five more minutes just to wrap this up. It isn't, well, see ya, I'm watching a movie or I'm checking Facebook. No, if, if he's ready to be intimate, then let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, let's face it, homework is still going to be there after. Um, you can do a quickie. If you've got that much homework, then let's just do a quickie. You know, yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, one of those hour long or however, you know, when you have your long lovemaking sessions, however long that is for your couple, it doesn't have to be one of the long ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did a whole, um, we did the video blog last year when we were doing our seven days of sex challenge celebrating the quickie. Because there are just times where if you're both in the mood, but you've got five minutes, go for it. Yeah. And get a little risky. I mean, this past Friday, the kids were at home because they had a day off and it was Elisa's day yeah. to take yeah. the lead. And it was the morning and we had a, a quick little moment in there where the kids were just sort of chilling, watching some TV. Cartoons or something. Yeah, Ca- cartoons movie. or a movie because we don't have cable, but something like that. And I mean, Elisa just sort of looked at me, gave me the look and it was just like, boom, in the room, I say five minutes, done. There you go. And just, it was known. And I agree with Elisa. I mean, these, you know, we're talking five minutes. At one point in time, we asked a question to you guys, what, how long is a quickie? And it was anywhere between three and seven minutes. 
That, that's what it was. Everybody who answered that question said it was either between three and seven minutes. And let's face it, if you're talking homework and you're at home, you're probably checking Facebook or playing computer games at some point in time when you're doing your homework. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess you spend more than three to seven minutes doing that. Um, if you're watching TV and it's anything with commercials, if you watch a one hour program, you will have three minutes plus of commercials in that program. So either way you look at it, you've got yeah. the time. Totally. And Elise and I have done this before, you know, on a date night or something, kids aren't around, you know, we're in the mood and it's like, you know what, let's, let's just have fun now. We'll watch the movie. We'll get as much as we can done before we got to pick up the kids from Mm -hmm. the sitter or whatever we got to do. So if there is TV, internet, um, homework, you know, consider a quickie, consider just getting it done. So when you guys are awake, I think this is a big thing for Elisa and I is that that's why we tend to enjoy early mornings because we're awake and or just daytime sex in general daytime. Yeah. You know, a noon or whatever is because we're awake. And for many of you, I mean, you're running around with the kids and this and that. And so, yeah, as the evening comes, you're just spent mm-hmm. and we understand that. I mean, we're running around doing just as much as you guys are. I mean, our kids have been up later for some reason at nights. They're, they're, I don't know what it is, but I mean, they're just nights when we get to bed and it's like, whew, all right, let's, let's do our Jesus calling reading together. Let's do a little bit of our, our reading. And before you know it, we're done. I know there've actually been a few nights in this last week where I've gone to sleep before you, which like, uh, well, I'm reading a good book right now. So yeah. I'm you need to, to finish, finish that. But, so that's, but that's, that's another thing. That was going to be yes. the other point that I was going to make is that if it's not working, waiting till later in the evening, then you need to figure out a different time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know that waiting two hours, like I know he said, um, you know, that they had the conversation after, let's see, man comes to bed and they seems to enjoy the movie. So they watch it to the end. The woman says, let's boom, boom. Man says, Ugh. a woman says, I thought you wanted to. Man says, yeah, two hours ago. Well, if you know that waiting two hours is going to drain you and make you not want to, yeah, then don't do it. If you're in the mood and, you know, it, if you've got kids, then they can be entertained for 15, 20 minutes, five minutes, whatever. Do it when the mood strikes. If you know that waiting is going to dissipate that feeling for you. Right. I agree. Because, you know, here you've got, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you know, they're having the conversation about it every day, but nothing's happening. And so then, you know, you get to a Friday where, you know, the wife is in a situation and she even says in here, I guess it's Thursday. She says Thursday comes and now woman has no idea how to get any kind of mood back and isn't in the mood. And that's a frustrating (sighs) point to be in. You know, she's in a situation where you can tell that I think more in this case, she had a little bit more rejection. Um, from him mm-hmm. just, you know, and reading the conversation as she put it in the message. But yeah, you get to a point, whether you're a man or a woman, when you've tried where if it's been four days in a row, you're like, well, what do I do? Like we've talked about it. We've, you know, I've waited for you to finish your homework. Or I've waited for you to finish that work project. We've put the kids to bed. You're still not wanting to, you'd rather watch a movie. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if you guys just make a decision that, you know what, whether it's the intimacy lifestyle 
which we share with you guys all the time, how we work it out. And we encourage you to define that in your own marriage mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, whatever you have to do. We have the couple who, you know, with the little baby and she told her husband, you know what? You let me know by 10, I'm ready to go. Right. Whatever it is in your marriage, you have to figure it out because ultimately intimacy has got to be a priority in your marriage. And I'm not just talking about physical intimacy, although that, you know, obviously ties into this. Um, to boom, boom. It's a boom, boom. But, you know, if you don't start making intimacy in any shape or form a priority in your marriage, you can see just listening to this dialogue, how it's so easy to quickly drift apart. And how many of you have? I, I mean, just the days and the weeks hit us mm-hmm. and you're just going, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. And for those of you who have listened, you know, for a while, I mean, you've heard, you've heard Elisa and I go through some struggles. So we know from just hearing from you guys, the same thing happens. The biggest thing is catching these little things and just realizing that, hey, you know what? It's Okay. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's get the ship back on course. I think it's that point, you know, like when Thursday comes and she's talking about Thursday and she's frustrated and everything. I think that's the point where, you know, sexual and physical intimacy, it isn't, it isn't time to do sexual no. and physical intimacy. It's time to get to our emotional intimacy. Yeah. It's back to, we got to get back to the talking to each other again, because there, there's something missing here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what? We need to start talking again. So what, what's going on in your life? Right. You know, guys, she wants to talk to you. Just listen. Ladies, allow him. Ask him probing questions. Not just, you know, just don't ask how was your day question. Ask some probing questions to get your husband to open up. Get him to start thinking more than just the pat response that he's so used to just giving you. And be prepared, quite honestly, for it to take a while. Mm Because if you haven't been doing that, and this is just as an aside, because I had that perfect example with our son, Alex, Mm -hmm. this weekend. Um, Alex tried out for baseball for the first time ever. And, you know, he's played baseball with his friends, but never, you know, never did t-ball or anything like that. So that was Saturday midday. And so Saturday night was my night to put him to bed. And I don't even, like, we started talking just a little bit about it. Before I know it, I've spent an hour mm-hmm. in conversation with him, talking about all kinds of stuff. But that's not his nature. Right. He is, he is not normally the kid that is like, you know, like Abby will tell you everything from here till tomorrow and just every which way and how she feels about it and who said what. Alex is a lot more um, introverted in that type of thing. He's a very extroverted kind of kid, but introverted in terms of sharing his innermost feelings and whatnot. And yet I just, I just laid there and he's, you know, we're just having this great conversation, but that, that took time. I mean, he's nine. It's been my kid for the last nine years, but it's building that. And we, and we do the same thing with our husbands. We, you know, if you create it to be a safe place where you're not going to jump on him for saying this or doing that, you know, we want them to listen to us. We have to do the same thing for them. Mm-hmm. We have to find out, Hey, what's going on with that project at work? Or, you know, you talked about, you know, for example, Tony's, um, Tony's starting another, uh, yeah. avenue with the dent repair. Yes. And so like, how do I phrase that? 
Uh, so he's been building this new website and he's been, you know, talking to some different companies and, you know, laying out some strategic plans and things like that. And so, you know, knowing that it's, you know, when he shows me something, I'm interested in it because he's excited about it. And so, it's, you know, when he t- calls me today and he's like, yeah, I've got a webinar scheduled with these guys on Wednesday and you know, okay, great. You know, I'm looking forward to hearing how that is all going to play out for you. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't listen, I wouldn't know. And there have been times and, you know, when we are in conversation where I have felt that Elisa is not listening, that I am saying something and it is very quick to turn right back to what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And I've had to call her out on that because, you know, as much as, you know, uh, out there that's like, oh, guys don't want to talk about this certain stuff. You know, we, we do. It's just that over time, again, we're, we're, we're looking for the, the path of least resistance. And I think that's sometimes what happens in our marriages. It's like, this is a path of least resistance. This is where the, the, the least amount of friction is going to happen. So I think there are times in our marriages where we got to get the friction going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it needs to be sandpaper against sandpaper. And we both need to be, you know, scratched up a little bit. And our eyes get, you know, sort of, they, they get opened up a bit and we start going, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling again, or I'm, I'm sensing you again. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm just saying that for you wives, it gets old for, to just hear the same thing. I mean, probe them a little bit. And like Elisa said, he, he may not open up from the get go, but let him know from the, let him know at the front. It'd be like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start asking you more questions about what's happening in your life. Cause I want to get to know you again. You know, we've been together for X, Y, Z. And do you remember those days long ago when we would just sit around and we'd just talk and we'd gaze into each other's eyes? You can get back to that point. 15 years into our marriage and I love those moments with Elisa. Now, do we just gaze into each other's eyes? No, but we'll sit in in our bedroom for an hour and just talk, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, you know, this is what we need to be doing because I want to continue to learn about you. And she wants to continue to learn about me. And I think that's needed on a, on a day like Thursday. When you're frustrated. What happened Thursday? Thursday. Oh, of, Thursday here. Yeah. I'm like, I missed it. What, what did we do You know, that, like on a Thursday. It, it, mm-hmm. You're not trying. I don't know if you necessarily got to force the romance. I think you got to talk about the romance. Mm-hmm. And discuss about the romance. I don't know if you necessarily have to have sex that night. You may want to, it may end there, which is totally cool. Elise and I have done that many mm-hmm. a times where it's just sort of like, let's get this out. And, and it's just sort of like, you get it all out and you're, you're talking and you're just so like in tune to each other. You can just feel yourselves just wanting to come together. Well, by go all means, it. go for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, as he was saying that I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, come Thursday, I wouldn't force the issue because it's hard when you don't have that emotional component to have the physical intimacy. And so if you've drifted apart over the course of the week and you know, Tony and I have gone through this cycle so many times and I know that we will cycle through it in the future. And part of, part of what we hope that you, you all get from the podcast is ways to shorten that cycle. You know, when Tony says that he calls me on something, he does. You know, we kind of have a mutual understanding. Look, if you're getting out of line on anything, whether it's with the kids or, you know, in our relationship, 
there there's you know kind of carte blanche to say hey you know what we got we got to talk about this mm-hmm. this is not working you know you're not initiating or i don't like the way you talk to the kids or you know whatever it is because if sometimes we get blinded to our own actions and, and you know so i encourage those of you that hear from your spouse when they're saying you know what you're just like a dead fish or you know a warm body in the bed don't get defensive about that and those of you sharing it don't be mean Mm-hmm. say it in a spirit of love you know it's okay for Tony to use the dead fish thing because we've we've talked through that um as a first time conversation i wouldn't necessarily use dead fish that might have oh a I, rough. oh i i've said bad stuff i will say i i am just bad there, he, there have he's been had some good one-liners over the years good but, in the bad sense yeah um pick your words wisely Sometimes I just say what comes out of my mouth, and you may be just like me. Just be ready for the ramifications of it. Specifically, like your wife looking at you and wanting to beat you over the head, and then you got to backpedal and go, "Well, this is what I really meant." But, but that's it, not what you said. But that's not what yeah. you said. I, I've been there. It, it's not to say your marriage is going to go down the toilet because of that. It's just you really got to think. Think a about bit your words and what and. You're saying. and you remember, you know, to love as long as life shall last, you know? So if you find yourself drifting, put the brakes on, be, give each other permission to, in a loving way, say, you know what, this is a, you're, you're like drifting a little bit here. Can you, mm-hmm. can you come back to center? Um, because what we found over the last few years is that those drifts are much shorter, Yes. You know, we, you know, if something's starting to happen because we have, the, we put so much focus on the emotional intimacy and on communication that we're able to correct the course much faster. Right. And, and that's what we want all of you to be able to do. When you start to see, eh, you know, we're drifting, drifting, drifting to be able to say, Let, let's, let's get back to center. Let's mm. refocus. Let's stop doing this or start doing this, whatever the case may be, so that we can get back on our, our, unified path right and find out what those triggers are are causing the drift mm-hmm. you know or the frustration you know one of one of the big frustrations for elisa with me is is when i hold on let me pass her a cable there is when she's it's that time of the month when she's just really not feeling it she's not ovulating so it's like it's that time when she's not and i'm and I'm very touchy feely because she looks really good and sensuous, and she's just like, "Really? Can you back off?" Where two weeks ago, I mean, I was touchy feely, and it was just like, "Clothes are coming off, and let's go make love." You know, you you learn those, you learn that, but it's through discussing and talking. Again, it takes time, and it takes failing, and getting back up and learning. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing I want to say too is when you're going through this, please, please, please have a heart of forgiveness for your spouse. We're not perfect. Any of us, none of us are perfect. So if either a husband or a wife, whichever one, you know, comes and makes an advance and it just irritates you, you know, tell them why. Mm Mm-hmm. But also have a heart of forgiveness and just go, man, my spouse was trying to 
attract me to them, trying to show their affection to, to me, just isn't the time. Right. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things we can always learn each and every day in our marriages. Forgive. Mm-hmm. Let it go, man. Really, let it go. It's done. One of the best things I think I've been working on in the last six months for myself is that when Elisa irritates me on something, it's just really, God, take over. You know, she didn't do it to be spiteful or anything like that. It came off that way and I felt sort of irritated about it, but I'm going to talk to her a little bit about it so we can just clear the air. And once it's cleared, it's done. It's, I, I've forgiven. We're moving on. And then that way, when, when it is time to have sex and when it is time for us to get really intimate, we're just out there just loving on each other. There's mm-hmm. no walls. There's no barriers. We are just having a good time like last night. Last night was good. Last night was dang good. Well, you know, when you talk about, you know, just that whole clear in the air and letting go and um, the scale that I had coffee with this morning, um, kind of a fun story. We actually met on an airplane and she is um, dating and soon to be engaged. And, you know, we're just kind of talking about relationships and God has really kind of put me in a mentor type position with her. And um, one of the things I talked about was keeping score. Mm-hmm. And, and how detrimental that can be to a marriage because when you start to keep score, whether it's, you know, like in this message, how many times I've initiated versus how many times you've initiated and, mm-hmm. you know, it, for them, the net result last week was zero. <laughs> By the time they had ended up having sex, you know, you got a great big goose egg. It doesn't matter who tried to initiate. Um, or, you know, it's how many times do I load the dishwasher or fold the clothes or take the garbage cans out? You know, don't keep score. Remember that, mm-hmm. that this is this is a relationship and there's give and take. There's going to be times when you do more, he does more, and it all balances out in the end. And so it was really, you know, as Tony's saying this, it was reminded of that conversation to just say, you know what, we need to remember on a daily basis that we, first of all, have no place to keep score because God does not keep score for all of our shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, that would be a huge list. Um, a huge list. So if he's not doing it, then we're really not in position to keep score. Right. So, um, before we wrap up this episode, there are a couple of emails that I want to share. Um, we got one, this just coming. Yeah. This came in today from Tammy McLean. You guys have heard us talk about Tammy and Kevin in the past. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just want to address the first paragraph, Tammy, and say, thank you for your prayers, um, for what you would put in that first paragraph. But I want to share with all of you her second paragraph. And she said, thank you for episode one Oh two. It was a reminder to calendar our date nights. A couple of weeks ago, Kevin and I went on an awesome date night to a concert, and I had to laugh about you both mentioning your concert you went to because Kevin is the one who usually doesn't like concerts while I, le- while I enjoy them. I went out on a limb and bought tickets to a Richard Marks concert in hopes that Kevin would like it. And who the heck is Richard Marks? We'll listen to him tonight okay. after. It'll be our after podcast music. Okay. I feel like, like I can hear a song in the back of my head. Anyway, okay. that's not part of the message. Okay. Um, just what FYI, one of Richard's songs was our wedding song. Oh, cool. Um, I must say it was one of the best concerts I've been to and Kevin really, really enjoyed it too. It was an acoustic concert, just him. And it was phenomenal. Kevin is already planning our date night for February. And it's true. When you're busy parents, you have to take time to in capitalize or capital letters plan and then capital letters again, do it. 
Yes. We are really trying hard this year to remember to set some time for us. Thanks again for the reminder. Many blessings. And again, you are both in our prayers. Awesome. Uh, that was and, awesome. And the first paragraph was alluding to episode 103, where we talk about short selling our, our place. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I got to send a little love out to Kiana Burleson. Um, I don't know if any of you saw the conversation that was going on on Friday when Tony had put up, what's your biggest challenge when it comes to sexual intimacy? And so there were some... That's on Facebook. That's on Facebook, um, on the One Extraordinary Marriage page. And so there were some comments going on and I had actually... um, Kiana had posted that she just, you know, really, even though she's single, she really just loves the show. Um, Yeah, big shout out to all our singles and engaged folks out there. Absolutely. You know, Elisa and I talk each and every week to the married folks. And, and it's, it's because that's where our passion is. That's, and that's who we are. That's who we are. We're married. Yeah. And, you know, just because we've gone through this thing for 15 years and have learned so much, it's, it's where, we, where we are. But to all of our single folks and engaged folks out there, thank you. Thank you for joining us each week and, and hanging out because, wow, do I wish there were people out there like this when we were newlyweds or engaged that we could understand and learn and listen and, you know, take their advice and put it into action. Right. So I I just want to send some love out to all you guys because it truly is cool that you, you join us. Okay. So I, had jumped on Facebook, which I don't normally do. You guys know Tony is the tech guy, the response guy. Um, I do read everything that comes across, but he's usually the one you hear from. And so I hopped on on Friday and just shot Kiana a message back. And I got to say, she gave me a little love on the backside. And she says, you know, it started with question or exclamation points. And she said, I'm so used to Tony being the social media guy. How cool to get a message from Elisa. I rarely geek out over people, but that's like getting an autograph from a distantly admired life mentor. Wow, that was truly cool. And yep, I'm very uncool for saying so, but I don't care. I personally think you're very cool for saying so, so don't worry about anybody that says you're uncool. Um, She said, someone else can get happy about a message from some Kardashian sister or something. I'll pass. But the DiLorenzo's, that's awesome. Um, Kiana, thank you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was just one message out of, you know, many that we see over the course of a week, a month, and I just... I, I was laughing. I was with a girlfriend when the message came across. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got compared to the Kardashians in terms of like celebrity status. So you put a big smile on my face. Um, you all do because it's, it's amazing as, you know, we share your stories, whether it's through the fa- one community on Facebook or, um, you know, I'm having a conversation with, you know, a newly married or somebody that's engaged and I'm able to draw on what you all have shared with us to, to offer them some advice, to mentor them, to guide them. And that's because you, you pour so much into this community. Yeah. You know, Tony and I get to be your voice and, and you know, we get to be, we are our voice in, in terms of just being, you know what, real couple, hanging out, real marriage. Um, but you add so much to this community, all of you. And, you know, we're just, we're so excited. Like Tony said, the onset of the show to be going to Michigan getting to meet all of those folks there. Plus those of you that have been listening that are making the trip from, you know, the upper Midwest to put a, put a face and a name together. So big shout out to Bob and Susan Mm -hmm. who really spearheaded this, put this whole thing together. And 
we're excited to meet them and hang out with them as well as all of those who show up. You know, if we get to shake hands and hug you and, and just pour into you and into your marriages, that's God's what it's got about. got an amazing plan for this weekend. and uh, Yeah, that's what it's about. Each and every time we even come behind these mics is just to, to pour something into you so that you can make mm-hmm. it through your week so that you can continue to grow in your marriage. That way you can, you know, make it better. Make it extraordinary. You know, that's why we called this One Extraordinary Marriage many years ago. You know, the one because the two of you come together and the extraordinary because it can be. And we are a testament to that. Mm-hmm. We are a true testament to that. And it's not just in the sexual way, but in the emotional and the intellectual and the financial and the spiritual. They all come together and it all comes together and it all works together. It just takes time. It takes work. It takes a loving heart and it takes forgiving at times. Mm-hmm. So you guys can do it. You can join us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can leave us your comments. We always love to hear from you guys and what you think about the podcast and and where you're going. You know, where, what are you struggling with and, and how are you making things happen in your marriage? Share it so we can let others know how it, how you make it happen in your marriage too. Absolutely. You know, so if you'd like to donate, oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash donate. You can do any nominal don, don, duh, donation. <laughs> donation. <laughs> or if you'd like to be a monthly member, go on over to the website on the right-hand side there. You can do as little as $3 a month. And for those of you that have made donations recently, thank you. Yes. It is much, much appreciated. appreciated. Yeah. All right, you guys. We love you. Have a fantastic week. And until next week, enjoy it. Rock your marriage. Feet. 